I'm your host, Ian McKnight, and today on the show, we're talking about where do I even start in property investment? How do I take my first steps? Well, there are four that we're going to take you through today, but before we dig into the actual detail, just give us what those four steps actually are, Andrew. Okay, so step number one, educate yourself. You want to know the market that you're about to enter. You want to understand, you know, you don't have to understand everything, but you want to have a pretty good idea of what you're getting yourself into. Number two. Work out what your buying criteria is before you go shopping. Number three, sort out the money to go shopping with. And number four is spend the money. Actually find a property that meets your criteria and buy it. And let me start with step number one, which is how you can educate yourself. So obviously, if you're listening to this, you're listening to the Property Academy podcast, that is a great start. We've got over a thousand episodes that you can go back. And, and actually, if anyone doesn't know, there's actually an archive on our website that Ed's about to update so you can have all the descriptions in there in the search uh, field, right? I hate when you stitch me up. Oh, Ed, you just come on here. Ed's going to do this. Well, because oh. I've asked you so many times. Anyway, you can go on there, you can type things like deposit or first time. First time, and it will come up with the, with the topics. But it's a great tool. I use it all the time with investors because if they ask me something, I think I've done a podcast on this. I sort through and, and fire it off to them so they can listen to it a few times. So that's a great tool. And the webinars, we do a monthly webinar at least. So jump online, watch some of the webinars if you don't already. But stuff that's not about us, God forbid, books. The way I got started was a lot of books. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the first ones I read. And then that led me into Real Estate Riches by Dolph DeRoos. So he actually lived in New Zealand. What are you smirking about? Oh, the number of times you've mentioned about Dolph DeRoos yeah. and, and how he used to bike from Sumner over to, oh, to Christchurch. I'm just tell that story. <laughs> Go on, tell it then. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I know all your stories. Now there's another book coming out soon. Do you want to talk about that? No. No, okay. It's called, it's called Wealth Plan, and it's by Andrew Nichol and Ed McKnight. Anyway, I wanted Ed to talk about it because then, again, it will force him to get that done. But later on this year, that will be the ultimate guide. But in the meantime, you can read some of our handiwork on the website, which is the Epic Guide to Property Investment. If, if you haven't read that already, type in Epic Guide to Property Investment into Google, and that should come up. Another really good thing that I think is important is to surround yourself with like-minded people, especially in this market that we're in at the moment. Right now, if you're investing, you're smart and brave, in my opinion, because everyone is telling people not to invest in property because, you know, that's just the common thought. And the people that are going to make lots of money are going to be the wise ones that are actually taking advantage of this market. So join your local property investors association. They're all around the country. They're awesome. They normally meet monthly and then they'll have often coffee catch-ups as well. We can go along, hear from other investors about where they've had wins and where they've had failures and learn from them. Between that and reading books, that was kind of the way I got into property investment. And one of the great things about those local property investors associations is they kind of market themselves as a safe space for property investors. And you know, before I started going on to them, I thought, oh, what a curious way to like market your organisation. Then I went along and thought, this is so good. It's a nice safe space where we can all talk about <laughs> property investment and nobody's judging you or thinking that you're the cause of all of New Zealand's financial 
Netflix or in the housing woes. It's the only place you can admit that you're a property investor and not be stoned at the moment. And I think another one, if you want to get into kind of development on a smaller scale where you you know, you might subdivide a back section and put another unit or a couple of units, I find the Gilligan Rowan Associates webinar is really useful there. So you can sign up for their courses. Any other ones that you can think of? I think those are the main ones. Yeah. The step number two is to sort your buying criteria. Now, this is really important because where property investors fail is where they walk in and they look at all properties. That they was look- me. That was me at the start. They look at every property on the market. They'll look at new. They'll look at existing. They'll look at things they could renovate. They'll look at things that can be more passive. And the real issue behind that is if you're looking at everything, it's really hard to make a comparison. And you will tie yourself up in knots thinking, should I do this or should I do that? So here are some things to think about in order to create your buying criteria. Because if you know that you're looking for a specific property, let's say it's a four-bedroom standalone own new built house in a satellite town around Christchurch, hey, you can make a really good comparison and you can dive in and really look for properties. Whereas if you're looking for everything, God, you wouldn't know where to start. So here are some things to think about. Are you wanting a new build or are you wanting an existing property? If you want to figure that out, Hey, so many podcasts on that. Are you going to take a passive approach or an active approach where you're renovating properties, wielding that hammer? Now, obviously, if you want the passive strategy, you're more likely to go for a new build. If you're active, more likely to go for existing. Specific locations. Maybe you're going to use our model of which areas are over or undervalued to decide which city you're going to invest in. Do you need to grow your wealth or are you looking for yields now? That's going to determine what sort of property you're going to buy. If it's growth, it's probably going to be a townhouse or a standalone house. If if it's a yield property, you're probably looking at a dual key or multi-income apartment or townhouse. And on top of that, you're also going to be looking at your price range. Realistically, what can you afford? Because that is going to help you understand, should I be looking in a cheaper area or a more expensive area? Well, it depends on your budget as well. Now, of course, there are a couple of other things, but the key thing is to sit down and actually figure that out. And it's important to say that actually, when we work with investors, Andrew, here at Opus Partners, there is this process to figure out, you know, how long do you want to be investing in property for? If you're only investing for a short amount of time, maybe you're going to take a renovations approach. If you're investing for the longer term, then hey, you might decide that I'm going to take a passive approach because you've got more time in the market. And it is really important that you figure out that criteria before you move on to step number three. I think you also need to be quite realistic with what your skill levels are and what your time ability is. So every now and then, because Elsa's so much prettier and more charismatic than us, I'll have an Than us. Than one of us. <laughs> I'll have, I'll have, that's true, than you. Every now and then I'll have someone say, oh, look, you know, we really want to go down the Opus Accelerate model, but they, they might be juggling three kids and two jobs and, uh, and you know, a renovation project at home. So it might not be the right thing for them right then and there. So if you are going to take an active approach, just be prepared to put in the hours for it. And similarly, if you're going to do renovations yourself, you need to actually have the skills. Don't be an Andrew Nickel and go out there and try and do things yourself when you've got no skills outside of an office. You have skills in an office? Step number three, (laughs) sort out the money. (laughs) Step number three, sort out the money. So the key thing probably at the start is how much deposit are you going to need? So we're going to talk about this in tomorrow's show, the difference between new and existing, but a 20% deposit if it's new, 40% if it's existing. If you're going to do an active strategy, you need to have that renovation money as well. So if your renovation project is going to be $50,000, it's whatever your deposit is plus $50,000. Now, you can get your deposit out of usable equity, or if you're starting out and you're a rent investor like I was, then you need to actually have that in hard cash. 
other things to think about is what your settlement costs are going to look like. So you need to factor in a lawyer, a valuation, a chattel valuation, and some accounting setup costs, probably about $5,000. And generally speaking, you get some money from the bank. So normally you can take a couple of thousand dollars off that because the bank will give you that money, but you'd probably want to budget for that yourself just in case you don't get that money or it doesn't come in straight away. So kind of need to think about your 20% deposit or 40% deposit, depending if it's new or existing, however much you need to put towards renovation and then add another 5,000 onto that. Then of course you need to be certain that the bank's going to give you the money and this is where I'd suggest you need to be talking to a broker, Catalyst Financial if you want a recommendation, they are excellent and they'll actually tell you, hey realistically you've got a deposit for a million dollar purchase but your budget doesn't actually allow that, the bank will only let you borrow enough to purchase an $800,000 property so you need to kind of be looking around that $800,000 or less option. And they'll of course help you decide on which bank might be the best bank to go to. Really popular one at the moment is ANZ if you're doing a new build because of course they're the only bank that still has the new build rate. What's it called again? Blueprint to build. Blueprint to build where you get a discounted floating rate for two years. Excellent choice if you are going to ANZ. What's step number four, Eddie? You know I hate being called Eddie. <laughs> step number four is to go out and purchase. Now, of course, before you can do that, you've got to go out and actually find it. Now, if you're going to go down the new build route, there are a couple of ways. Yep, you can approach a developer directly, and that's the approach some investors go down. You might also like to use a property investment company. That's what we do, where we go out and find investment properties for new build property investors. If you're going down the existing part, yep, you could also use a property finder. Those are the sort of businesses that go out and look for properties for you. That example of that is I Find Property. They're probably one of the larger ones in New Zealand. Or you can hit up your good old friend Trade Me and realestate.co.nz, search through, scroll through, and try and find the specific deals that then meet your buying criteria. But I know what you're going to do because I know you. You're going to skip step number two and go straight to number four. Yeah. No. No, no. Buying criteria first. You can't have your cake until you've eaten your veggies in step number two. <laughs> what? Is that a bad? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's just weird. But I've come to expect that. Come to love it. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really important thing. I remember when I was first going out looking for properties, my buying criteria was whether or not I could get to the open home on the Saturday or the <laughs> Sunday. And so I basically would have an outline of I'm going to go to these 10 properties on Saturday and these 10 properties on Sunday, and I'd go around them until I found something that I liked. Terrible way of investing and a great way to start losing money. So set that criteria up at the start. And then go out, find a way to find the property, and then you can go about actually purchasing it. And I think we've done plenty of episodes on how to negotiate a contract if you are doing that yourself. So the different ways of purchasing, whether it's a normal negotiation, a tender, or an auction, or anything like that. So jump onto the Opus Partners website, look up in the archives on that, and if you can't find it, email Ed, and later on he'll be encouraged to have that search engine feature. <laughs> And I think what's important to know is, you know, if you want to deep dive into any four of these, use that catalogue because you will find so many podcasts or previous things we've done on the top books to read. We've done ones on how to figure out your buying criteria, so many on sorting out the money and, and you know, obviously how to find the specific property that you're going to go ahead and purchase. But this is the high level overview of those four key things if you're looking to get started. And step number one, obviously, is to educate yourself and, you know what, give yourself a pat on the back because that's what you're already doing by listening to the show. Hey, look, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to expand your property portfolio in 2022, 
then your next step is to come in for a portfolio planning session. Real simple way to sign up for one of those. Send us a text. Our number is 5522. Text the word plan to us and we'll give you a buzz. See if it's the right fit for you. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ebert Knight. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the property market. Until next time, 